Welcome to England Cricket on 99.94, the home of cricket audio. I'm Daniel Norcross, BBC, BT, broadcaster, wibbler, general raconteur, uh, and occasional writer, I have to say. And joining me is the cricket correspondent of the Press Association, Rory Dollard, once more. A delight to see you. I'm instead to also do a, a podcast, Zero Ducks Given, if you're interested, in which I... Uh, Stephen Finn and Toby Tarrant become extremely irascible. Never heard of it. But for now, here, <laughs> I heartily, I heartily <laughs> recommend it, Rory. Uh, we are your home for the England team content. And we'll be right here several times every week discussing their men's and women's cricket. You can find us in your favourite podcast apps on YouTube or in our 99.94 app. Thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation. Today, we are talking about the Ben Stokes documentary that uh, is on Amazon Prime. And it's a searing look at Ben Stokes. A a lot of footage from 2019. It asks some very hard, painful questions. And it gives you an extraordinary insight into what it's like to be one of the most high-profile cricketers in the world. Rory, um, you've also done an interview with Ben Stokes, an exclusive interview insofar as Ben Stokes has only spoken to you once and it's been written and it's recorded in this interview. <laughs> That's correct. So, but um, you're going to hear that as well. Uh, but before we go to that interview, let's let's chat about the, the film itself. You've watched it and it's quite heartrending, isn't it? I mean, it, there's, it goes quite deep into mental health, into his father's death, into the ramifications of the Bristol nightclub episode. Um, tell, tell me your thoughts. Yeah, it, it is. I think people, many people will have seen it by now. Those who haven't seen it will have imbibed it. The cricket fans, that is. If, certainly if you've come to see us, uh, me and you here, you've probably become aware of this Ben Stokes documentary before now. But I think it is interesting because this is Ben Stokes who could have gone a different way with this. You know, Joe Root forever called Ben Stokes my superhero, England's the England team's superhero. And they could have played that story, no problem at all. Uh, they have stuff, nice stuff from the World Cup final. They have bits and pieces from Headingley, the miracle of Headingley. It, it, it ends with him becoming England captain and they could have built to that crescendo nicely and I suppose they could have soft-soaped some of the other stuff, but they don't. They... They go deeper than than we ever have as journalists who cover the England team with Ben about uh, the Bristol stuff. It's not chapter and verse, you know. The people who people who went to the court case heard more detail, and there's no doubt, you know, there's no doubt that Ben Stokes is the uh, the hero of this film, and it's he's his involvement is central to it. So. He he comes off well out of it. There's no hiding that. But it probably goes a bit harder and a bit deeper than I thought it would. You see images um, from him sitting in the back of the police car in Bristol. You see his final visit to his family in New Zealand before his father Jed dies. And and you see him very, very soon after he withdrew from the game with that mental health break. So it is. It's a closer and, and, a, and, a, and a rawer look than you probably would expect this to be. And I think at a time when 
access to these people is so uh, managed, and and this is this is managed, of course, because he's part of it. But I don't think you could come away from this and not feel like you knew more about Ben Stokes, learned more about what he's gone through, and been, and you know some of it he's been. It's some of it's his doing, some of it's not his doing. Uh, he's very much the protagonist of his own story, but you will learn, and you and and I don't think a cricket fan could fail to come away with an idea that this was this was a, a learning. A learning thing and, and and a hell of a lot of fun as well because it, it does it does hit those peaks, sporting peaks, almost as an aside, really. It's a reminder when he when you get the World Cup and Headingley, you're like, oh yeah, this, this guy really does play cricket sometimes rather well. <laughs> well, I, I read an interview with Ritushan and Hantharaja that he gave to ESPN Crick Info. And it was one of the things that intrigued me was that Ben himself clearly wanted uh, I say a warts and all, but he, he wanted a really honest depiction. And Sam Mendes, director, was all for that. That's that's what he wanted. And uh, luckily, they were both on the he, same. He wasn't page. the director of this film. Actually, he 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 was involved in the production of it. He he actually appears as a slightly unusual interviewer. There's no, it's not entirely apparent why Sam Mendes is involved, but he isn't the director. Weirdly, oh, I didn't realise that. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's slightly odd that he, he appears as a competition winner where he gets to meet Ben Stokes in his, in, in, in his, in his depths of depths of uh, mental anguish and gets to fire a few questions at him. That's a slightly odd part, actually, really. But yeah, the Oscar-winning director isn't actually directing the film, believe it or not. No, but it, it, it but it was quite clearly a, a collaboration that that had decided they weren't going to soft soap where possible, um, and so you do get some very honest reflections on what, a, what was a very difficult time in his life. And what do you think you learned from it? I mean, did you come out of that feeling that you discovered something different about Ben Stokes from the Ben Stokes that you thought you knew? Yeah, I, I don't know that, that there was a message. I don't know that you were supposed to come away with a one-line summary that you could go and share on social media, you know, as a meme. I think it was a. If you wanted to be sort of as as highfalutin as possible, I would say it was like a meditation on masculinity. I suppose because it touches on stuff like you know there's there's the the aggression for want of a better word because the Bristol stuff is covered. His father son relationship with his with with dad with dad Jed is really uh, and sort of. That's touching, really, and it is. That's a. It's a thing that possibly we don't see from sportsmen too much. That sort of vulnerable side. He becomes. It's very, very obvious as soon as you see him in the same room as his dad. That he's a kid. He, he isn't Ben Stokes, mm-hmm. the England captain or the superhero. He's a kid with his dad, and his dad's in, in charge. They, they go to the nets at one point, um, and, and his, his dad is uh, dismissive of. I think he's overstepping or something while he's bowling in the nets, and he's just like not good enough. <laughs> and you can really see uh, who that is. So, and then you get the then you get the you know again to to re- to reduce it to to a buzz phrase. It's okay not to be okay. That's what people say. And and these are all things between the the physicality of the Bristol incident, between the emotional stuff with his father, with the vulnerability of the mental health stuff. These are all things that maybe men and 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 masculinity doesn't deal too well with and i think it's a 
ponder it's, it's people pondering that and that that's the stuff that marinates away in your brain and he's the i suppose ben stokes is the the sort of the, the test case for that and and you maybe you go away thinking a bit about yourself as well now 99.94 is more than just this podcast jared kimber has red inca that focuses on deep cricket topics from the global game there's also double century a look at the history of cricket there are Many other podcasts on a variety of teams. Go over and listen to the West Indies on 99.94 for the best Caribbean coverage. Listen to India on 99.94 for considered analysis from two mighty professionals. England on 1994 has the North, Rory, and the South, me, of the game covered. And South Africa on 99.94 is looking at the radically changing nature of cricket in the Rainbow Nation. Find them all in our podcast apps on YouTube or via the 99.94 app. We're talking about the Ben Stokes documentary available on Amazon Prime, uh, Rory Dollard and myself, Daniel Norcross. And we were talking there a little bit, you were talking there a little bit, Rory, about uh, what it might do for mental health awareness, about how it's, you know, it's okay uh, to talk and to to express yourself. And do, do you find that in in seeing Ben Stokes in this way, that it informs your understanding of his captaincy? The, the last time we spoke, the last... Uh, podcast we put up we were talking in the aftermath of the second test and you were saying what a feature of his captaincy is almost a sort of it's an empathic awareness of of what drives other people and what they need to succeed and how they need to be um given confidence and, and positivity uh, it's it's strange to think of somebody who suffers with mental health anxieties and he talks about panic attacks doesn't he um mm. uh, being able to do that but does he does it demonstrate to you that he ha- he's able to have a certain detachment, I guess, from from these things, and uh, and that informs his captaincy and his man management. Well, I think it. I think both things, his sort of sympathetic captaincy and his emotional honesty in this film, both point to the fact that he's a people person. You know, he he understands people. I think, and he probably understands himself a little bit better over the course of these last few years. But but it's certainly... he's He made it clear, I think, when he had his first appearance as captain in Durham, which which was interesting for his art. He dragged, he dragged my colleagues from from down south to come and speak to him in Durham, which was a nice a nice change. But he, he made it clear that he wasn't planning on keeping quiet about those struggles that he had last year. He talks in the film about still being on medication still and still seeing people to manage that. And and actually we can because it's because this news cycle moves fast and and that's whether it be global news or just sport or just cricket, we can lose sight of the fact that's a pretty big deal, isn't it? That the England test cricket captain, men men's test cricket captain, is being pretty open about the fact that he's taking medication, he's seeing uh professionals to to keep his mental health on track. He's looking out for it. He's looking out for it in others. Uh, and and cricket is a sport that has a, a pretty pretty difficult history with this. It does. Um, and I would suggest Ben Stokes being in this seat can't stop an England cricketer in the future struggling or getting into a, a tough spot uh, while they're while they're in this game that wants so much of your time and so much of your energy and so much of your uh, psychology. He can't stop that happening. But I'd be amazed if. He doesn't spot it and help out and get that person out out of out of this scenario if they need to be and 
You look at people, Michael Yardy, Jonathan Trott, Michael Strascothic, to name a few, have got probably a bit too far before they've mm. before they've made that call. And I would like to think this Ben Stokes era of English cricket and this movie been a key part of that, I think could be on the change and, and could be on the change for the good. Lastly, before we go to the interview, uh, do you get a sense of the intensity of playing top-level sport from it? Because... You're, you're right in there in the dressing room in these moments which have gone down in English folklore, you know, uh, England winning the World Cup in 2019, that ridiculous test match at Headingley. Um, do, you, do you get that feeling from the film of just how draining, exhausting, intense, and, and, and how it might affect anybody's mental health, regardless, actually, just, you know, the stress that these people go through? Is it, it, does that come through? I, it, it does, but not quite in the way that you might imagine, because it doesn't it doesn't feel like a cricket story. It's not a cricket story in a way. I think Ben says that in the interview actually that we're about to hear. It the, 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 that that intensity of the cricket is peripheral. It's it's a humanity sort of assessment, really. This guy. It's the, the the cricket is a little sprinkling on on towards the end of the movie or towards the middle of it where you get to remember why you're interested in this guy in the first place. But the the heart of it isn't really in that at all. Um, it, it, it's elsewhere. It it starts as well, and I think we've mentioned this about Ben in the past, but it starts very early on with a little trip to Cockermouth in Cumbria. Uh, and he sort of goes back and has a wander around the streets. And that's, I played cricket in Cockermouth. You know, I'm, I, I'm from Carlisle and... Yep. That was nice to see. And we start the interview talking about that. Uh, but it's a reminder that he doesn't quite come from the usual finishing schools. He He's wandering through Cockermouth and he wanders past and says hello to a fella and then turns to the camera with a sort of perfect comedic timing and says, I had a fight with that guy. It, it's <laughs> looking around. I think... I think anyone who has seen some of the other places or attended an England press dear Merchant Taylor's school, as I have, yes. more's the pity, would come away <laughs> realising that, that this guy is breaking, has broken a few boundaries and, and come through a different mm. path. And the way he has approached the captaincy, the way he has approached this film, I suppose, is another reminder of that, that he's, he's coming at it from a kind of a different uh, perspective and he's... He's going to keep challenging. And there's another part, again, this is all stuff we can hear him talk about, which is more interesting than hear me talking about it. But there's the part that's been well documented in the in the press uh, about him telling an ECB suit mm. to F off. And that's that's gained plenty of interest. But the fact that that stays in the film and hasn't been cut and the fact that he pushes for that and, and isn't... The, the, put it this way, the, the captaincy blazer isn't weighing too heavy on him right now. He's very much himself. Yeah. And let's let's uh, you know that the, the more he stays himself, the better. Yes, he's he's not going to be necessarily the mouthpiece for the ECB. It doesn't necessarily seem, or the suits at the ECB. And he just made me think if they did uh, a similar film with Zach Crawley, uh, he wanders through the <laughs> hallowed halls of Tunbridge and say, "Yeah, yeah, that teacher gave me a C in Latin," and uh, <laughs> it would all be it would all be a little bit different, wouldn't it? Now then. Whether you love cricket, what if you love cricket and you want to hear more, well, head over to the 99.94 app. You can hear all our podcasts and also our commentary. We're the home of Cricket Audio Online. 
and we're adding new shows and covering series all the time. The best way to follow us is via our app or on social media at 99.94 DM. Welcome aboard to Cricket's Conversation. Now, we've trailed it. We've talked about it. It's exclusive. Rory Dollard in conversation with Ben Stokes. I'm very much looking forward to this. I, 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 they're, they're two piece from a pod. Will they have spent most of the time talking about deep fried Mars bars? Uh, will they have been agonized? That's not Cumbria. The, Crass generalization. <laughs> in that case, it's Kendall Mint Cake for stuff. Sorry, it's, it's, so it's <laughs> right. Will, will they have been bonding over how cold Windermere is? Uh, will, will they have been? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Um, the swapping tips for dry stone walls. Well, they've been uh, chewing bits of straw and going whoop whoop at sheep. I think all of those things are highly unlikely. Instead, I imagine uh, this will be an absolutely marvellous conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Rory Dollard in conversation with England captain Ben Stokes. On that sort of fears at the start, Ben, I mean, I guess sort of that Cumbria Cockermouth stuff, it's it's not some something people have seen lots of you in the, sort of in the wider public. How important was that for you to sort of revisit that very first chapter of your sort of cricket in life in England? Yeah, well, I think very important because everybody starts somewhere. And for me and my cricketing journey to where I am now, that's where everything started for me, you know, not just the cricket club, but the town as a whole, you know. School in Cockermouth, lived in Cockermouth, grew up in Cockermouth and played cricket in Cockermouth. So it had to be in there. You know, it was a huge, huge reason as to why I am here today talking to you about film about myself yeah um is that little sequence as well it seems like i don't know it, it it seems like a little a weight drops off your shoulders and you become a little bit boyish again and it kind of it, it almost like you sort of regress back to a time where mm-hmm. things were a little bit easier more straightforward well i think i reckon i reckon that'll be the same for everybody where they go back to where they grew up and where every you know when i walk around cockermouth now like every little area it means something to me like I can always relate I can always think in my head oh I did that there when I was younger or mm. oh, this is where we used to do this this is where we used to do that so like you know walking around Cockermouth there was just like memories of me growing up as a kid like not knowing what I was going to be doing because I was only like 14 yeah you know so yeah it's, it's great to be able to go back I don't get to go back there that often but when mm. I do you know I really enjoy it there's a there's a there's another bit in the film where you're watching your first interview with Sam Mendes back in the hotel room. You know you're, you're looking back on it. Have you done that with the film as a whole? Have you sat back and watched this start to finish? So what I have done is me and Claire we got shown the first cut, the first edit, hmm. and it's been a lot since. But I am not seen as much as you. I've not, right. seen, <laughs> I've not seen the final version because I wanted the premiere night to be almost like just as a surprise to me as it yeah. is to everybody else who's not watched it. From, from, you know, from, from experiencing it in real time and the cut you have seen, what do you think the, the message, what, what, what do you expect people to take away from, from seeing this film about you? Um, well, I think people who don't know me will walk out of that knowing a lot more about me um, because obviously you know, people know who I am and, you know, because I play cricket and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and they'll have probably an opinion of me from seeing what I am like on the cricket field or what I'm like in press conferences and talking to the media. But what they won't know is they won't know what I am away from that because you don't really get to see that. But I made a real effort and I wanted it to be genuine and I wanted it to be me. Didn't want it to be any like bullshit PR stuff to make me look good and mm. like, you need to look like this. You need to look like that. It was just all genuine. There was no like, 
right, let's retake that. Let's retake this. We didn't like that. We didn't like this. It was all... All first takes. This was very authentic. And like, <laughs> there was at no point did I ever want it to be set up to look good. It was all... Yeah. That was all me. From, I guess, the ones of us who, who have dealt with you at cricket, you know, you've spent a lot of focus making it not about you at times. You know, when when you've had your real moments where, where in, undisputably the story is Ben Stokes, you've done your absolute damnedest to make it about someone else if you possibly can or share it. Did it take a bit of persuading for you to sign up to a project that was you front and centre and <laughs> your yeah. face in every shot? Yeah, like, I mean, look, when I first got this brought to my attention, there was that, oh, God, no, I'm not sure about that. Right. Don't know. But then when we had the meetings before we even started filming about the direction that the guys wanted to take it and then with me coming in with my ideas of how it wanted to be done and how excited they were that I was willing to be like that. I've seen it as a as an opportunity as you well for for it to be like almost more than just all about me, you know, like this isn't a case of me going to be able to walk around to say like, oh guess what? Like I'm on Amazon. Like it's filmed about yeah. me on Amazon, like check me out. Like I think that's not it because what this does is I think it just opens me up a lot more than what people probably expect to to see, knowing that they're going to watch something about me. Yeah. Um, I feel as if I've done a very good job at opening up and about hard times that, you know, everyone goes through and almost, to know, just making it. I think that this will help people. Um, I think you know which bit you know I go yeah. into and about. And you know, is that I, one of your motivations right at the start? Was was that the direction you? Well, were no, taking? it wasn't because I didn't know that, that was going to happen. Yeah, you know, like obviously when we're filming before, there was we were talking about stuff that had already happened and sitting yeah. down and reminiscing about that. You know, like we didn't. It wasn't a script written where it was like right eighteen months into filming, we're going to have Ben have a mental breakdown. He's going to take time out of the game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I honestly like I now look at that and I was really it was really important to me that I gave as much as I possibly could in that period of my life and put it into the film for people to be able to watch. Yeah. Um, Cause I do think that even if it helps one person, then I'll be, I'll be, yeah. be proud of that. We we've spoken to you at times gently about Bristol and, and gently about your dad, like sort of with skirt, maybe, maybe cause it's not a cricket. These aren't cricket issues as such. Mm -hmm. So we have covered this stuff with you, but we haven't gone deep. What, was what was the, the trepidation with you like about about you know not only speaking about it but you speaking about it to who knows hundreds of thousands of people millions yeah. of hard to say. I guess, you know you've actually said that really well because obviously the relationship that I have with you guys in the media is is based around cricket but what this was this wasn't this isn't like yes I'm a cricketer but I wouldn't say that this is a documentary about my cricket yeah it's not yeah it's a documentary about my cricket my life some of the stuff I've gone through some of the stuff I've had to come come over and my upbringing, all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's a lot easier to speak about it when you know that's what you're trying to deliver. Whereas, you know, at the end of a day's play, if you start asking me about my dad, I'm probably going to be like, why are you asking <laughs> about <it?" laughs> yeah. But um, no, like I was, it, everything that I managed to speak about, like I've just done Dan Walker before you actually. Right. And he me, How was it speaking about That's a come down. This is a come down. <laughs> and, I, and he said, was it hard? And I was like, do you know what? No, I wasn't. I was, if anything, I was very, very proud of being able to share this with people. Like, yeah because of how much my dad meant to me and how much of an influence he has been in my career, for me to be able to share these last moments with people who take an interest in me is actually really important to me to be able to see the the bond that I have with my dad 
and what he means to me. So no, I didn't find it hard in that sense because of, you know, I decided that I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to show this to the world. So no, if anything, I've, 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 when I watched it back, I was very proud of the stuff that I've managed to open up and talk about that people were probably going to be surprised at how deep I go into. Yeah. We, we speak to you now as, you know, England test captain. One more question, then we'll wrap. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, we speak to you now as test captain and you're on a roll, team's going great, all that stuff. You know, can you take us back to the middle of filming this thing and and when things, are, as you've put it, you know, you things are going pretty ropey for you. Was there ever a point in your mind where you thought this story was going to have a very different ending and this this film was going to be about, I don't know, the end the end of your cricket career or something a bit darker? It's all, you know, it, it ends yeah. on quite a positive, optimistic note, really, and it, and it wasn't always guaranteed that'd be the case. I think. Do you know one of the, the one of the hardest hitting things to me in that while watching it back for the first time was it was probably like a two second clip is when Brody said yeah. I could honestly never see him playing again, and I'd never spoken to Brody about anything like that. I spoke to Brody a lot whilst I was off the game, out of the game, just genuinely, just general chit chat, just nothing to do with how I was feeling or how about cricket, how I felt about cricket, but. Because I personally was like at a stage where I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to play again. Like I don't have it in me anymore. But for one of my close friends to feel like that himself by purely just talking to me, that was like shit. Like mm. things were like, yeah. So that to me, watching him say that back, I was yeah. like, almost like it took me back a bit. I was like, fucking hell. I didn't realize it was <laughs> that bad. There's that bit as well where you have your sort of, you have your say about the suits and, and maybe not not having your your kindest reflections on the suits that you've dealt with over the time you know that's you've got to deal with a few more of them as England captain have you do you feel like you you're at a point where your relationship is with the suits is settled and it's something you can work with you know that's it's it's striking that's something you obviously wanted to be in there that doesn't appear by accident does it no it doesn't but well I do have to like I've I've had to clear this up because I think when you say the word suits automatically people think oh that means people who you know, sit on the board or do this or do that. Suits was just a, a um, you know, a word that I used term, yeah. to not like aim it at someone, you know, yeah, just yeah. suits to like, you know, just to sort of go like, oh, that was the person who's high up yeah, yeah, in whatever it is. But yeah, that bit's, yeah, interesting. It, it, was, that, was that the bit that was you know maybe came closest to getting the chop if people were having a look at it you know okay, i'm surprised it's still in there but i'm glad <laughs> it's still in there because i mean look what i've not done in this film is i've not thrown any names or anybody particularly under the bus whatsoever that wasn't my goal in this it's not what i'm about i would never do that i would never publicly name and shame people for yeah. the reasons because it's just pointless but what i will say and i did say the doco is if the person who i'm on about watches that they know exactly who they are but yeah. I'm not going to say who it was because I don't want to. It's not nice fair. All right. I think that's me probably done, is it? Yeah. So Rory, absolutely glorious conversation. Two men who clearly <laughs> are, are hewn from the same rock. Of course. <laughs> the, the same granite rock. He got, he got more uh, of the cricket ability, but, I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, but just tell me, you know, the, the vibe you got from him while you were doing that, because he can be an intense kind of guy. But he, I mean, I've heard him give quite scratchy interviews. I've heard him... Um, give quite standoffish ones, but he, there is a warmth to him. There's a very specific Ben Stokes warmth, mm. isn't there? Which is lovely. And when you get touched by it, you feel kind of blessed. Did you feel Did slightly I feel blessed? Blessed. That's a big question. 
Uh, I do know what you mean. What I would say is I think since he's taken this job as England captain, he's engaged with it. He's really understood that that being seen and being heard is part of the job. Uh, he had stuff he wanted to talk about with this uh, with this documentary, so made it all the easier. But there's no no doubt he's a compelling uh, man as a as a sportsman. Just watching him is is compelling, uh, and and speaking to him, all the better. You know, he, it is. I think he was pretty honest, pretty open about that stuff, and he's well he's well practiced in that now. And I, and I think we'll just don't see him taking a backward step. I think we're going to hear a lot of what Ben Stokes thinks in the future and uh, and I'm interested to hear it. Oh, me too, because it does make for much, much more fun interviews. Uh, now then, thank you all for listening to England Cricket on 99.94. Please rate, review and subscribe. You can download the 99.94 app from wherever you get your apps. Then you can follow us personally on Twitter or Instagram on, in my case, at Norcross Cricket. And in Rory's case, at the R V D T H E R V D. We'll put links up for everything we do on there and on this podcast and beyond. Also, uh, do follow the network 99.94 DM on social media. Remember, if you love cricket, then we are the home of cricket audio. Follow the podcast and commentary from the bat and ball world. But for now, from Rory and from myself, Daniel Norcross, thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation on 99.94. Thanks for listening to England on 99.94. Please rate, review and subscribe. You can download the 99.94 app from where you get your apps. And you can follow us personally on Twitter at Norcross Cricket and at The RVD, which is Rory's Twitter and Instagram. That's T-H-E-R-V-D. Of course, Rory was going to be difficult. We'll put links up for everything we do there. Remember, if you love cricket, then 99.94 is the home of cricket audio. Follow them for podcasts and commentary from the world of cricket. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, This is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!